Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Oh, not sexy, like real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. That's what I'm telling. You're gonna have a few. You're gonna have some beers, and you're gonna do an accent. I can feel it today. No. Yep. No accent. You did right before I hit. Rec- I told no. you. I'm like, I'm not recording yet. So get them out. <laughs> get them out of your system. Did I tell about that? I didn't tell a joke on stage about how I watched. Like I watched that new Cat Williams special. Did we talk about that? And now a I little to, bit. I had to stay home for an hour. Yes. Yeah, the joke about yeah, 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 going around the house calling every. I had to just, I had to talk like Cat Williams, and if you know oh, what that means, God. I don't have to say it. But it's so infectious. Oh man, <laughs> that was one of the most hilarious things that a friend sent to me was uh, Simon King. Do you know Simon King? Mm-mm. Funny dude from uh, from Vancouver, and it was just them dicking around the car, and his, he was just doing this thing called Space Cholos. I don't know. I think it was just them digging around. I don't know if I have permission to play it, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, I mean, I just like the gangster accent. Mm-hmm. I love. Oh, yeah. And like, okay, you know what? You like the cholo, the cholo accent? But yeah. guess what? That's not a Mexican accent. Mm. That's like a gangster accent. Yeah, that's an affect. They're doing that yeah, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, yeah. Sup, Holmes? Maybe that's-, that's, the, that's the rule. If it's an affect, then it's. I'm allowed to make fun of it. I, I mean, yeah, it's something filtered through because of an accent or something. But the affect, I love that affect. And it was just him doing, go oh, home, space. It's in perpetuity. Like the best line. <laughs> it's, it's in perpetuity. It's in, per- it's in perpetuity. It never ends. It's like law and order, homie. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> it funny. It goes on forever. Like law and order, homie. And I was, I was dying. So shout out to Simon King and Chris Gordon for sharing that one. Have a couple of hilarious dudes fucking off on a car ride back from. Maybe it was a gig in Kelowna. We got fun city names up in Canada. Where? Where? Kelowna. Oh, I thought so you. I Canadian thought, Canadian I th- city names. I thought you were doing an accent. <laughs> I am Kelowna. Oh, you're going over to Kelowna there. I can't. Like the city names are. I mean, it's probably. I guess it's not racist because it's mostly white people up there too. Mm-hmm. But oh, you're going to Kamloops. You're down in Kelowna. They're just it, like they're pleasant name named. Banff, Banff, B-A-N, and then a couple F's <laughs> hanging out on the back end of that. Banff, N, Banff. Oh wow! I bet that's something that happens every time. Banff, no Banff, no Banff, Banff, Banff. Just a sound effect. I do like the Canadian accent. I can't do it, but very, uh, very pleasant. Yeah, Lloyd, Lloydminster. How was Saskatoon? Uh, oh, you're doing. You're up in Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Got to go up to Saskatoon. Oh, I'm all, I was all the way up in Grand Prairie. How was the Yukon? The Yukon? Oh, Whitehorse. It was it was very pretty. Yeah? Was it cold? Got up there? Yeah. Down, S- down. Uh, whatever they, you know, whatever kind of system the rest of the world works on. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's negative 20. I'm like, I don't know. Tell, tell me in American numbers. Oh, they do Celsius? Or do uh, they do Celsius, Kelvin? No. So, Kel- no. What's Kelvin? fucking scientists do Kelvin. Oh, okay. No, nobody... <laughs> What's the temperature today? 3,000 Kelvins. Who? What fucking <laughs> asshole do you think is out there? I don't know. What separatist movie movement is like? Not only are we not part of the world anymore, we also describe things in Kelvin, and we made up new words for colors. 
You never know with those crazy Canadians. It's a clear day out there. The sky is very radish. No, God, no. Radish. That could that could describe you. Some somebody had a very funny uh, a tweet, and I can't remember who had it. It was like, "Oh, look at this root vegetable. It's really cool." What should we call it? I mean, it's not totally cool. That's funny. Radish. Like, all right, yeah. That's yeah, good. it's not getting rad. It's not shredding. That's good. Shredding the hillside on the mountain bike. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get fucking rad. Did you hurt yourself at all? No. No tumbles. Kind of. Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. A little worried about. A little overdue for a spill. Yeah. Had some close ones. Had some speedy downhill. Shocks compressed all the way and kind of like. Mm. Couple were like, oh, put a foot down. Uh oh. It's 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 the equivalent of like when you're running down a hill, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're like, I'm going too fast, and uh, I don't want to run anymore. So the legs slow, but the torso keeps going. Uh-huh. You know that little kid feeling like, oh, get your arms out. Yeah, that's how I feel Same. every time I cross the street. Uh, the the girlfriend lives on a on a busy street, and yeah. I have to park on the opposite side because there's meter parking on her side. So I always park on the opposite, and I have to. Frogger my way across the uh, and there's the yeah. crosswalk is like a 200 yards away so I'm jaywalking every time I, I did that today somebody was trying to the crosswalk was right there and they're trying to walk like the pedestrian way to but no kiss my asshole yeah yeah I mean if there's a crosswalk right there's there a just, crosswalk right there and I'm gonna stop because it's the fuck the fuck the law but I've I've unfortunately well, reached thanks. reached the girth to where it's uh. It's a big to-do for me to stop and start. That's getting your heart rate up? <laughs> well, they're just the sheer centrifugal force. Like, I can't just stop on a dime the way I used to. But once I start running, it's like, all right, I'm going to need a runway here to slow this thing down. <laughs> you got to run You got to run up past the plate? Yeah. <laughs> babe, uh, don't. I'm not, tr- I'm not running to hug you, babe. Get out of the way. I'm going to barrel you down. <laughs> And I do that like a uh, NBA basketball player who's checking into the game trot. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this, but they do this run where their feet never leave the ground. It's just this kind of uh, three-quarter run. Shuffle. It's, it's kind it's of a shuffle. shuffle, but they do it so graceful. But when I try to do it, it just – You don't shuffle well? Oh, man, it looks like a grizzly bear on roller skates. They've got trouble shuffling. Jeez. Old trouble shuffler. It's rough. Oh, uh, changing gears real quick. Uh, I, uh, I, I take great joy in – Calling out your bullshit, mine. Yeah, that sounded a little little mean. What did I do? But uh, what you did <laughs> is me, uh, <laughs> two words. It's fine, dude. Oh, congrats on the Netflix thing. Thanks, man. A lot of uh, praise, and I get what you're saying. I I've said my piece. I get that you think that you have better versions of that. Nobody knows that but you. To the naked eye, that was. Tip top, buddy. Congrats. Well, thanks, man. Really I good. Appreciate it. Really but, good. Like you know, like, you know when you've had the best version of mm-hmm. jokes, and I know when I've had the best version of all those jokes. I get it. So I'm but, glad people have said nice things. Very much. I wasn't like fishing for compliments. Mm-hmm. Of course not. But I still don't. I still know what it was supposed to be. So we, we don't have to talk about it. But people have been very nice, saying yeah. nice things, and I, I thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't fishing. I wasn't like, oh, it's terrible, and I think it's great secretly. No, the stuff that I'm proud of, I'm openly proud of. I'm like, mm-hmm. this was good. I did a good job on this, mm-hmm. and I want you to watch it. And Netflix sounds like, God damn it. Anybody who just saw me doing those jokes on the road knows how the joke should have gone. So, but anyway, right. yeah, It was Thanks, real good, buddy. dude. Thanks, man. And, and not to put you on the spot and, and, and critique the whole thing, but, man, one of my favorite parts of the <laughs> 
<laughs> the clan guy who's on top chef and his attitude of like don't 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 ask me questions don't worry about me <laughs> that was so funny that's I've, I've cleaned that up too i got that bit cleaned out too just his like uh, i forgot how you set it up but just i'm just here to cook don't yeah, man. Don't, don't ask me enough with the I, questions i like right. the food eat the food man i can put it you put in that question hole yours fuck off oh good stuff but yeah another one in the books there man that's uh yeah. just another one to uh to add to the legacy I'm man out there man just gotta start writing the new stuff so when you Write inevitably uh fall off a mountain and uh could be soon tumble to your death uh we'll Fucking have legend like i said we'll have so. a nice body of work to yeah, look back man. and appreciate all embarrass old. myself yet Appreciate old Uncle Barbecue there. Embarrass myself with this fucking podcast. Yeah, what kind of bullshit are we talking about today? Oh, we're going to talk about. We're going to get into it. I, what, I got some other things to get off my chest. First. Oh, I want to talk about this in mm-hmm. Yukon. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know, maybe you know this already, Dave. Walmart will let you camp in their parking lots. Oh yeah, I know that. All right, Walmart's well, my home home away from home. But let's away from home. It's your home, mm-hmm. Dave. It's your home. Well, when I'm on the road, <laughs> great bathrooms. <laughs> There's food. Yeah. Yeah. I got, well, Big, I can see their line. reasoning being like if you're camping, you're going to need the shit we sell anyway. Absolutely. But also, I guess the Alaska Highway is a big thing. People come out. Yukon is next to Alaska. I found that out the day I was flying up there. I'm like, we see those fucking places anyway. Oh, so it's like extreme northwest uh, yeah, can- it's, Canada? Yeah, it's next to Alaska. Like, like, okay. It's next to the main body of Alaska, and then there's the uh, – I don't know what the little tail is called. Yeah. I've got a geographical name for that. And I guess – it was funny. People were saying that travelers will come. A lot of them worked in um, Skagway, which is in Alaska, but it's a cru- it's a cruise ship stop. Uh-huh. And so many people would come in. Like, why is it so cold? I thought it was next to Hawaii. What? It's because people look at a map of America, and because those are no. different properties, they'll have them in the corner. No, like somebody's legit, that dumb. People legit are like, why is it like, yeah, and also, how is the coastline so straight on the east side of the state? Wow. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Like, if you, but if you don't know anything about another country, I didn't know where Yukon was. So I'm looking it up the day I'm going up there. So I'm mm-hmm. in the same boat as somebody's like, but I would at least think that, like, if an entire side of a country is flat along a longitudinal line, yeah, yeah, that's attached. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty. So Northern Lights found out about that. I thought I was going to break great news to you, Dave, but apparently you already know about the Walmart thing. What exactly are the Northern Lights? I've heard people speak of them, and I kind of know what it somebody, is, but I don't. You're pretty drunk, so somebody's trying to get into the science of it. But it was something about radiation getting trapped into like sun's radiation getting trapped and reflecting off of something, hmm. and it wasn't as crisp as you see in the photos. And sadly, what's one thing that LA has ruined is that. You see the showbiz lights twirling around, mm-hmm. the big movie premiere lights. Mm-hmm. It kind of had the effect of that, except they were green. But then, it, then when, you, when you did see them dancing, they were like swirling around. It was, huh. it was pretty neat. It just looked like a green ribbon in the sky. That's cool. A green ribbon of clouds moving somewhat rapidly. And it was I got to check it off. Hmm. You know, it was something to see. I'm sure there's – and also, I didn't realize this. They said every, I, They said Japanese people come there. Because I think if you could fuck under the northern lights, you'll have a strong kid. Like, they need more people. But the, if you can fuck in the negative four degrees that you had to be in to see the northern lights, you deserve a strong baby. Hmm. If you can get a fucking boner and sub-zero temperatures mm-hmm. and keep it together long enough to have any part of your body exposed, 
And then my face froze. I just just breathing through your nose. All of a sudden, your mustache is icicles. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to impregnate a woman. That <laughs> goes wrong. You're stuck together. And they're gonna pour hot water on you like a couple of poodles. You gotta call the fire department. Yeah, <laughs> the bell rang. <laughs> Grease you up and get a couple other people to pull you apart. <laughs> but so yeah, if that's if you're if you got if you can hump outside to that, then you deserve it. You deserve a super baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know that. And then uh, came home. Air Canada was a bunch of fuck faces. But I don't need to go on an airline rant. People, airlines suck. What they do though? Made me start looking at RVs. Tell me what they did. Nothing. He's. Fu- I. You know, you get a booking number for your whole flight mm-hmm. or, or code, and I couldn't check in the night before. So I go to the airport, the Yukon Airport, two terminal, small thing, and I check in for my flight in the morning. And I'm like, can I get the boarding pass for my next flight? They're like, no, we can't check in, maybe because it's international. I'm like, all right. So I get to the airport in Vancouver to connect an hour between flights. And because it's international, you got to go through customs. I don't have a boarding pass. i got to go outside, got to go to the check-in gate. And they're like, oh, it's too late for you to get in. I'm like, you let me book this flight. Now, the first flight wasn't on Air Canada. I didn't book the flights. But they're like, it's too late. I'm like, I'm at the airport. And they close the doors for a flight. Know this. Everybody flying. They close the doors for the flight 10 minutes before it leaves. You have technically till 10 minutes before the flight leaves to get to the gate and get on a flight. I know they have boarding time, all this shit. But you have 10 minutes. That's when doors close. You can't get on the airplane. Anymore. Mm-hmm. I got like... Let's see, probably like 40 minutes. And mm-hmm. I'm at the check-in. I'm like, give me the boarding pass. I'm here. I can get on this flight. No, it's in an hour I can't check you in. I'm like, well, you wouldn't let me check in online. I ca- tried to check on the plane. You didn't have Wi-Fi on the plane. I'm like, all right, but I'm here. It's like, no, we're going to put you on a later flight. And finally, I'm just like, you fucking dicks. It's like three and a half hours. I'm like, all right, well, you're going to have a very drunk Air Canada passenger in three and a half hours. <laughs> <clears throat> but then this is where, oh. So I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, I can get on this fucking plane. No, I'm like, I just give up. Like, I don't want to fight. I'm exhausted. I was like, all right, we'll change, change the flight. Fine. He goes, all right, that's $150. I'm like, I'm about to cut somebody's fucking throat. Because that's like, I'm never a get like, and I'm telling the guy, I'm like, listen, I know it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. You didn't write these policies. And I'm, I'm mad, but I'm not mad at you. Mm-hmm. That's anytime you're dealing with customer service, understand that they're not the ones that made the shitty policies. But sometimes you can use a little discretion. Well, yeah, you can have a little humanity, and I get that. You know, hey, even fucking Nazis had accountants, so that you know they should hang too if they know what they're working for. But this is not that case. This is somebody that's got a job, mm-hmm. all right. So I'm like, listen, I'm just upset. You got to uh, and try to be like, listen, you can see why this is upset. I'm here now. I can mm-hmm. get on that plane, and you're not letting me. But then he's like, oh, so it's 150 bucks. I'm like, get your manager right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're going to charge me. You won't let me get on the plane that's here. And you're going to charge me? This is a fucking scam. Because <clears throat> yeah. if he would have given me a boarding pass and I would have gone through and missed the flight, they would have just been like, all right, we'll put you on the next one. No charge. Mm-hmm. But here, let's get 150 bucks out of him. Yeah. I didn't have any check bags, nothing. I had everything with me. Yeah. And even he, I, I could see on his face, like the computer's just telling him they got to charge me. I, I think like maybe he didn't know how to override. He didn't have the authority. And you could tell as soon as like, it popped up that he had to ask for 150 bucks. He's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> like all right, man. Now get your boss. Mm. Get your, this is out of your pay range. I get it. Get your boss. Yeah. So what happened? 
They waive that fee. Oh, such kind people in mm-hmm. Canada. Yeah. Do, uh, do How can you have Canada in your name and be dicks? I thought it was I thought it was against the law up there. <laughs> I thought everybody had to be nice. Well, everything is nice about Canada. Everybody's so welcoming and everything else. But Air Canada, kiss my fucking red, white, and blue asshole. <clears throat> so then I go through security. Immigration takes me all five minutes. I get to the gate for my original flight which is still there, uh-huh. and I say, hey, I was on this flight, but they made me get a new boarding pass. Can I get on this one? They're like, oh, yeah, here you go. You fucking So you did get on the original flight. I sure did. Wow. Fucking scum. So I go, I, you know, and I apologize on behalf of all comedians who bitch about airlines on Twitter, but it's like when you got followers, you could actually get some shit yeah. done. Yeah, And I'm not looking for retribution. If I, uh, all I can do, like the whole United thing was like, Anybody who bitches about United to me, I'm like, did you you saw what I put uh-huh. and you still flew, flew United? On you. I had no sympathy for anybody who's like, oh, I can't believe you were right about that. I know I was fucking right about it. Yeah. If you fly United, that's on you. I'm, I'm, it's sad that fucking dog died. The fact that they, they killed a dog. They dragged a guy off and blooded him and killed a dog. If you're booking travel right now and you chose United, fuck you. Yeah. you your fault. Well, one thing I've always found ridiculous is, and this has happened to me, and I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people, the fact that they oversell every flight. Yeah. Hypothetically, they have 200 seats. They sell 208 tickets. Yeah. And then inevitably, eight people are going to get screwed. And, and, and their excuse is like, well, that's because our data tells us that not, every, not 100% of people make the flight. So you still got the money. I get it if like you make a reservation and then they have to pay at the gate. Yeah. You've already got 200 people's money. So how about you not risk pissing off a few people? And how could any other place? How can uh, uh, structures do that? No, we got yeah. a code, fire code. Yeah, can't put more people in there. Yeah, so that many times, you know, we can't, you know, we can, we they can't oversell it. Yeah, what a horrible business. It's model. illegal to over. Isn't it illegal to oversell concerts? It's illegal to oversell so, uh, all these other things. Yeah, but, but like, it's it's a fucking shit business that's. Operated by a very few, and then oh, the Star Alliance. Guess who's in the Star Alliance with Air Canada? It's fucking United. The fucking it's like a, it's a mafia. Yeah. And it's and then what? What you're gonna travel for work? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna take a train? You're gonna take a five day long train ride? You're gonna take a flight that yeah half hours? And most people who are traveling are on a pretty tight timeline. Yeah. You know, it's not like you missed your cab and there's another one coming in two seconds. Like. Yeah, that's happened to me, and I figured out what it is. Whenever you get a boarding pass that doesn't have a seat assignment, oh. then usually that means, that's eh, we'll see. Things. We'll see if we can get you in. Yeah. Well, you sure as fuck took my money three months ago when I bought this fucking ticket. Yeah, you know? and I don't know how that is seemingly uh, legal to do. Yeah, that is just horseshit business. Well, some people. So what? So we what? If some people miss, you, no, there's no basis to be covered because you're st- the people who missed their flight. Yeah. You still got their money. Yeah. You, you still you're not losing any money by people missing their flight. Correct. Correct. So how about you just sell the amount of tickets that you have seats? Yeah. Bullshit. Oh, I'm worked up. Yeah, I'm pissed the, for you. The airlines. I came home, started looking at transit vans, man. Man, really? Yeah, dude. Good looking setups out there. So you good looking setups out there, baby. So you you think about moving out of this place? No, I was well. It was, I, it was also a combination of fighting with a girlfriend. I just assumed that 
<laughs> why are you the, why are you looking to move? Dude? Fighting with her, and then we're we're fine now. But it was just a little <laughs> spat on top of the airlines. I'm like, I'm not that. Go yeah. get an RV. <laughs> Gonna get a dog named El Jefe, and that's it. Fucking doing it. Oh boy, whatever. What's going on? What's what's up with your life? Oh man, I saw a movie the other day. Well, shit, big yeah. news. Yeah, and big that- news. Dave saw a movie. So that's it. <laughs> What movie did you see, Dave? I saw that movie, The Disaster Artist, okay. with uh, what's his fuck? Uh, Franco's. Franco's, yeah, and that uh, crew of guys. And if you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's based off an actual movie. It's a movie about a movie, kind of. Yeah, it's about the room. The Tommy room. Wisso, the room. Have you seen that? No, when I not long after I got to L.A., that's when it was like the midnight screening. Mm-hmm. It was this cult hit, and I never made it. Nobody talked about how fun it was. Okay, that's my. Problem. Okay, I've, I remember when that was big, and all my friends were obsessed with it. I get irony. I get a cult classic. I get that. Yeah. But this, this movie, The Room, the disaster artist, artist, disaster office, the disaster artist was solid. But the movie, The Room, is a world class piece of shit. Yeah. Low budget, no talent, no yeah. and. And then in the disaster artist, there's the final scene. I won't, it's not a spoiler, but they he finally well, gets to screen the movie. I've never seen it. Okay. He he gets to screen his movie, and there's a theater, and there's a premiere. Yeah. And at first, everybody's like, "Oh, this sucks!" And by the end of the movie, people are just laughing. They're and, on board with it. But I don't understand why. Could somebody just tell me why? What do you like about the room? Other than it's fucking awful. And here's the other part of the equation: the guy, Tommy. I've seen interviews. He's a world-class dipshit asshole, and he's probably got some mental illness, yeah. which for that, okay, I'm sorry to call him a dipshit asshole, but he, <laughs> he, he, he carries himself like a fucking asshole. That makes me feel bad to go back to my Air Canada story from yesterday. The first flight from Whitehorse to, uh, to Vancouver, half the plane was a uh, Special Olympic soccer team. Nice. And I'm sure hearts of gold. Uh huh. Personal hygiene. Ooh. <laughs> of a pack of wolves. <laughs> that was a rough mm. early age. Yeah. What do you do? Just excited about the silver medal. Congratulations, guys! You're going to scream across the plane the whole time. And it was a. It was, you, a, it, was a you, it was already a rough morning before the Air Canada thing. Do you think they just? Came they went from the game to the airport. I, they were all wearing they were wearing the medals. <laughs> Did they have on cleats? Uh, they no. They were they, they, they were. I think that was probably the day before. That reminds me of uh, Bobcat's bit. You ever Bobcat's bit about uh-huh. being on a flight and it was a bunch of. Spe- <laughs> he says, "I'm gonna. I don't want to butcher his uh-huh. bit, but it's like seeing a bunch of people at Special Olympics and they've got the medals on. He's like." Special Olympics are the weirdest hip hop group I've ever seen because they're all in the same tracksuits. That's funny. But the plane was like going to make an emergency landing, uh-huh. and and everybody's scared. Everybody's real nervous, and the pilots on the intercom talk about like, "Listen, we're going to make this emergency landing. We're going to be fine, but don't be alarmed. When we land, the runway's going to be lined with emergency vehicles and fire trucks." And he just hears one of the Special Olympians go, "Fire trucks." And it was the way he describes like this the most innocent, excited, beautiful thing uh-huh. that in a moment of fear and death he was like, "That is, I will be happy if that's the last thing I hear is someone with just innocent joy about the idea of fireworks." <laughs> so oh, it's not making fun of them. It was yeah. kind of like, oh, the innocence and beauty uh-huh. that they still viewed the world. Like, yeah, I can, I can die. I'll be yeah. all right if I died on this. Yeah. 
But it was a rough morning. Oh man, with the uh, athletes. <laughs> so sorry. To get no, that's all right. Story, but my uh, point is. All right, in the movie, and and I experienced it in real life when the real room was out. But like people just laughing their asses off and 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 a standing ovation, and it's like, why are we celebrating? Okay, I get if he was legitimately let's okay hypothetically let's say this Tommy guy was legitimately legitimately mentally challenged, and here's a story of a guy with some. Severe disabilities, but he wanted to make a movie, and he was a sweet guy, and he persisted, and he worked hard, and finally he made a movie, and yeah, it kind of sucks, but he followed his dream. This guy's a fucking asshole, he, and he's entitled. Like, it's that – and this this used to happen a lot in sports, and that's why sports was always the great equalizer because you can't bullshit your way yeah. out of something. You play and pick up basketball – with the one guy who's just talking mad shit, yeah. but he's the worst player. And you're like, hey, asshole, we all see that you suck. Why don't you bring it down a notch? But that's that's kind of this guy's approach to life and filmmaking. It, it, I'm, I'm so talented. I'm the best. No, it's a... I told you we were going to get an accent. It's, it's, it, that's the thing, too. Nobody knows what his accent is. Well, yeah, he's like a mysterious yeah. origin story. But my point is, I don't... Uh, and I get irony. I get, hey, Rocky Four is not a great movie either, but I love it. But at least it, it was what it was supposed to be. This was complete yeah. incompetence. And but and then people are like, oh, it sucks so bad that I kind of like it. Like, no, it's awful, and he's awful. And why are we celebrating extreme media? Not even mediocrity, just sheer failure in filmmaking. But, but like, oh, it's fun. But that okay. See, like something that brings people together is better than the thing. It's the unity that's created is better mm-hmm. than the event that's creating mm-hmm. creating it. I was never a Rocky Horror Picture Show guy. Like, oh, these fucking freaks. Look at them getting together. And then you get older and you lighten up and you're like, oh, yeah, why? A bunch of people got together and did silly dances and sang along with a movie and they felt included, you know? Yeah, and I get that. And that's the way this movie was pitched to me. Before it even made it out of Hollywood, it became a big thing. But it's so awful. There's nothing redeeming about but it. But like when did, when you go, like people throw the football around the theater, they all bring spoons. Like there was, it was like a Rocky Horror Picture Show mm-hmm. thing. And that's how it was explained. But it's like, it's, you go because the crowd's silly. It's like a Raiders game. Mm-hmm. All right? From what I've heard about Raiders games. or So whichever team does all wacky shit in the crowd. It's just an excuse to go with a bunch of people that are in on the joke. Before, especially before you could get into memes and pass all that stuff around. Because when, when was this? When was the foothold of this? Early 2000? Yeah, 03, I think, somewhere so before in Before people were just in-depth, defined themselves by the personality they created for themselves on the internet. Uh-huh. It was a thing like, ah, oh, look at us. We're all at the midnight screen. So we all know that this movie's stupid, but we do silly stuff with it. And you'd make friends because it was other people that were in on the joke with you. You know, think about in high think about in high school. Like I remember the first time somebody's like, I like that show Kids in the Hall. I'm like, You like it too? Nobody talks about kids in the hall. And now you got a connection with that person. Because just because of that, now you can kind of get an idea of what that person's about. I get These connection. Are, they're movie people in L.A. They know it's a shitty movie. But listen, it's cheap to go to. We can all just get fucked up and have a silly time making fun of this movie. Connect over something with value. It's just – it's absolute garbage. But and everybody does. That's, that's for the fucking Star Wars dorks. 
At least, no, I get that's they're into that thing, and people who are into that thing, like people I, people are into irony. Uh, people but are into ironic it, shit. It turns into celebrating of, and this guy too. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know the real guy, but I, I've seen a lot of interviews on him. But the way Franco portrayed him, like some of his behavior, like you, you're a public nuisance. Like you would, yeah. like he's the type of guy that. Probably has the cops called on him once a day. Like he's that far. And I don't know what his disability is, but there's got to be something. I don't know if it's Asperger's or something. But like here's a guy who's sheer determination. a public nuisance, a royal asshole, and completely incompetent at the thing he's telling you he's great at. Okay. So, These oh, are- this is great. Yeah. But can't negative qualities still make someone fascinating? Of course. Yeah, I get that. So it's a fascinating character. A megalomaniac. Well, and I don't know. I haven't seen either of these. I've just heard the lore about mm-hmm. it. A fascinating person who made an absolute turd of a movie that people appreciate. It's it's just a th- it's just a, a, a happening. Just a thing. Just yeah. a, oh, look at this. I guess ugh, and I I dare call dare not call myself an artist, but I guess someone who is in entertainment uh, yeah. very vaguely. But like um, that's like Imagine the worst open micer who's got the biggest ego and zero talent. All of a sudden, people just, oh, man, yeah. let's go watch how bad this guy is. Like, And they do that. No. Yeah, oh. they do. In Chicago, there was a guy that they put on a show for him, which I thought was mean. I mm-hmm. wasn't part of the putting the show on. But it, it was one of those guys of like, oh, so-and-so's on. Let's dip our head in. Yeah. Because he would sit in the back like, this is what crushing looks like. And then just – and we'd all sit there and like – We'd laugh at it. I mean, the, the guy, you, you're arrogant, so we don't feel bad laughing at you. Yeah, that's you part know, of You've it. absolved us of guilt because you're a dickhead. Yeah. But I don't think – that's why I think it's okay, too, to laugh at it. Like, oh, you're a – it's just – it's just it, – it got people get like this – I'm sure you get a bunch of chefs together and they can all agree that like a, maybe a Crunchwrap Supreme is delicious. Okay. It's not good, but it's delicious. Hmm. At midnight on a Friday night when you're high as fuck, that's probably the one thing you want out of anything else. You don't even give a shit for whatever fancy stuff. You still like that bullshit. And I think especially, I think the room probably picked up steam here mm-hmm. before it went out. In a room full of everybody trying to make movies and trying to write and doing all this stuff and hitting roadblocks. What's the one crunch wrap supreme they could all just enjoy guiltlessly on a Friday at midnight fucked up was the room. Go see this silly – a cult following. That's what mm-hmm. it's called, a cult following. Yeah. You don't know why people are laughing at it. And then you go there and you meet other people like, oh, you're trying to write. I'm trying to write too. And I'm sure it was a bonding experience. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the stuff like I don't get – I'm not a sports guy. But then I went to that Rams – we went to that Rams game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I get it. Everybody here is like, you, you got the shirt on. I got the shirt yeah. on. We're here because we got the shirts on. No, I get that. I guess I'm saying there's plenty of other movies that are halfway decent but that, that you could do that to. But, like, but, no, but halfway decent. Halfway decent. You go, that was halfway decent. I'm not not going to bring somebody else. Not an I, abortion of filmmaking. That It's the worst but, movie and ever. that's why people are laughing at it. it. But it's almost like watching a retarded guy. But that's why they're not watching it. That's why they're throwing footballs in the theater. That's the thing. I never saw it, but I've heard like – you got to bring an egg. You got to bring a spoon. You got to throw a football around the theater. Like, have you ever been to a bad movie where somebody in the movie theater 
finally bites the bullet and just is like, like this sucks. And like everybody in the theater was thinking it, mm-hmm. but you don't want to say anything. You want to be the jerk of the theater. And well, that's, one person says it. That's kind of what happened. And that's yeah. that was the that's the best time because even if the movie sucks, I'm getting my money's worth because I'm in a room full of people that are like, let's just have a good time. When I saw. The Vista Theater here in Los Angeles, one of the best places to see a movie. Mm-hmm. It's one screen, and they'll do a big blockbuster movie, but it's a bunch of people there. Like, if it's a cheesy Michael Bay flick, you'll still get a bunch of people in there, ironically, because let's be honest, we're not going to see a movie going, I hope this fucking movie about how the earth freezes over is going to be good. You know it's not going to be a good mm-hmm. one. But you're there with all these people who are like, we're here to laugh at this, right? And it's okay to laugh. I'm not upsetting a family of four who thinks this is really cool. Yeah. I'm going to laugh at a big, stupid movie. Mm-hmm. And that's I'm, – I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Uh, well, your scenario was making lemonade out of lemons. Like, okay, I already paid. I didn't know it was going to be shit, but let's try to enjoy this. I just don't understand the mindset of like let's get in the car, let's grab the football, and let's go watch this fucking incompetent asshole just – Vomit all over the screen, like, and I yeah, I don't know. I get cult, I get irony, but that just uh, how this fucking idiot. I will say, I don't know what was it, the Golden Globes a few months ago, uh, when this disaster artist won something, and James Franco's up there, yeah. and the real, I don't know if you remember, the real Tommy Wiseau yeah. came on stage with him, and and he tried yeah. to grab the mic, yeah, and Franco's like, no, 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 know your no. place, yeah. Well, but that's why he's interesting. He's mm. a Fucking ridiculous character. Yeah. Look who's president. People like ridiculous yeah. characters. Oh, God. Jeez, They're like, can you believe that. that guy? Yeah. Let him make a movie. Don't let him be president. Nah, whatever. I love how, uh, change of gears, I love how Republicans are, some of them are pissed about the Stormy Daniels 60 Minutes thing. I've been, I've just checked out all yeah, politics. I don't well, give I, a shit. I, mean, I know she, uh, but like, I, I read, uh, Oh, uh, sixty minutes should be ashamed of themselves. Go, uh, nobody, nobody was thinking that when Clinton was getting his with all his misdoings. They're ashamed of running an interview with her. Yeah, they're just oh, oh, the the media and, and sixty minutes should be embarrassed that they're that they ran an interview with the lady who's trying to destroy Trump's family. Like, I, who cares who he had sex with? Oh, yeah, you, you you gave a fuck who Clinton was having sex with. It was against with. his will to get fucked. Yeah. Uh, how many months after his yeah. wife had a kid? Yeah. It was against his yeah. will. Just admit. I don't. I, and I'm not going to go off on that. Yeah, and I'm not going to condemn anybody for voting for Trump. I wasn't crazy about Hillary. And I, I will. I get the whole – no, I get the whole if you're a farmer and Hillary's going to bankrupt you and Trump says he's going to – I get that. I but, don't condemn them. I, but can, a, I condemn other people going like, this guy uh, grabs him by the pussy and they like that. I do condemn yeah. you. That yeah. you're trash. Yeah, but a year and a half later, you're still just this blind loyalty. Can you admit, like, no it's, admission of guilt? Like, no, he's fine. He's it's, great. It's, no, he's a fucking idiot. It's just devolved into sports trash talking. Except there's no final competition. There's yeah. no Super Bowl for the trash talking. Yeah. that's going on. And I'm just I'm out. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Like, I'll peruse a headline. There's nothing. What am I going to do? Am I just going to get annoyed yeah. and yeah. then not do anything for it? Yeah. I'm glad. I, I, I'm upset with myself. I'm glad all the marches were happening mm-hmm. Saturday, but mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm not going to read about it. I get it. You're all together and good. Good. I'm glad. I was, mm-hmm. I was in the Yukon. There wasn't a march in Whitehorse in the Yukon territory. Mm-hmm. I'd mar- I walked to Walmart. And I needed a swimsuit because I was going to Hot Springs. And so that counts. But good. I'm glad. I hope it does something. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to. 
I'm out. I'm checked the fuck. Yeah, I'm checked out too. I I, I mean, was reading about this isn't our topic today, but like just reading about uh, cults. Well, that's what we can talk about that one later too. Mm-hmm. Got us, but that wild, wild country. You haven't seen that yet. You told me to watch fuck, that. Fuck, man. I was like, it's I, a series or a documentary? Documentary uh-huh. series. It's oh, like okay. a six part documentary. Like I'm still not entirely not on board with them. Huh. Every time I'm about cults, I've been trying to do it as a joke, and it's not funny. But I'm like. They're doing – there's there's cults out there that you don't hear about because the, the main guy hasn't locked everybody in and said, all right, I got to fuck all your wives. Mm-hmm. So it means they're just out there doing fine. Mm-hmm. And it all like – like, yeah, fucking right on. Hmm. Seems like a good – it all seemed all right. Everything – whatever. I forget what they were called. Followers of Osho or whatever. But hmm. I was like, I, I don't know. I'm all right. Anyway, what are we? What are we? What, what kind of fucking bullshit are we talking about today? Should we get into it? I mean, we're drinking. Yeah, I think you're gonna get next week's record tonight and be a drunk one. If you like, <laughs> if, you, if you're big fans of that shit, well, let's get what, into what it. Swearing at what am I swearing at the listeners for? Yeah, it's not cool. Um. I've been wanting to talk about this guy for a while. This, uh, this made news. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I don't know if it made mainstream news, but it was definitely uh, of course it floating around the internet news. when it happened. Yeah, there might have been a, uh, a piece about it. Uh, 2014, this dude named Boyd Bushman. It's a hell of a name. Yeah. Uh, Boyd Bushman was uh, – he passed away uh, in 2014, and uh, a few weeks before he died, he – Made a uh, a real crude, uh, crudely executed YouTube video uh, that was essentially could be uh, perceived as a as a deathbed confession, if you will. Not confession, but uh, just I guess maybe confessions. Are right. I don't know. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, dude was a uh, scientist. He was a scientist who worked for, among other companies. Uh, I think the last one he worked for was uh, Lockheed Martin. So he was uh, aeronautics and and all that shit, <laughs> all that shit. But uh, he had like twenty seven patents. Mm-hmm. This is a legit dude, a legit scientist, smart dude. Well, I guess maybe he got uh, diagnosed. I don't know if it was a terminal thing or, or what, but uh, he felt he only had a couple weeks to live. So he made this video. It's it's thirty two minutes long, and you can find it on YouTube. And uh, it's just him sitting, uh, what looks like possibly his literal deathbed. Brad Bunyan's what is it? <laughs> Boyd Bushman. And, uh, dude, okay, when I started researching a little more, if you don't pay attention, you think that this is his firsthand account. Uh, Really, it's just him telling us what his friend told him. So. Another great episode of the Boogie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> this guy once overheard some people in a bar saying they saw a little green guy. <laughs> Can steal a six pack out of a cum and go outside of Spokane back in '87. <laughs> Swears it was true. When I first watched Two it, shots of beam on the whole story. When I first watched it, I thought this was just his experience. But God damn it, Dave! If you're you, in charge of research if you, for this thing, you're well, coming up with a guy that made a YouTube video about a thing he heard from another guy. But it's not just a guy. This dude's a brilliant scientist. Yeah, Boyd Bushman. <laughs> All right, and. Uh, <laughs> He opens it with saying, 13 years ago, I ran across. Breath over here. 
13 years ago, I ran across a person who had been given a job by Dr. Teller. Now, I don't know who the Dr. Teller is, but uh, other than uh, Dr. Teller was, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Robert Oppenheimer's right-hand man. Uh, Oppenheimer. Old Bobby Oppenheimer. Oh, yeah. Technical director of the Manhattan Project, which yep, we've talked yep. about in the past, uh, which kind of helped create the first atomic bomb. So um, 13 years ago, I, he says, this is Bushman talking, I ran across a person who had been given a job by Dr. Teller. Okay. And uh, Dr. Teller was Oppenheimer's right-hand man. Even after Oppenheimer was thrown out of Area 51, Dr. Teller stayed, and uh, he was in charge of several programs. Kicked out of Area 51. So Boyd Bushman met a dude who, bouncers at Area who worked for Dr. Teller. And uh, basically, it, like I said, it's a 32-minute long video. If First, he starts talking about um, – not the Phoenix lights, but uh, a few years ago, there were some crazy lights around Tucson, Arizona, similar to the Phoenix lights, The what people think of the UFOs. The Tucson lights. Yeah, uh, the Tucson lights. So they, they started talking about that, and his buddy there had some photographs that he had took. He was uh, he was trying to take pictures of, of Tucson for some project, some photography project. And uh, the next oh, day – Boyd Buttons? No, this, this other guy. Dr. Tellers? Anyway, the, I, I won't even talk about the, the Tucson stuff. <laughs> But it gets good, all right? Where does it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bushman. He had photographs of aliens. Okay. He knew this this guy who worked for Dr. Teller uh, was telling him about all these aliens that would come in and out of uh, of Area 51. <laughs> Can I just say how funny it would be if somebody's like, I got pictures of aliens, and it's like the family package from a Sears portrait studio, <laughs> where it's like the wallet size and then the 9 by 11 frame size. Oh, my God. They're all there together. They're like, all making this. Like the father standing up with his hands They're on the They're dressed like shoulder. Old West cowboys in this one. They're fun. <laughs> we won't kill them. They're nice. Um, <laughs> He's got a gun. It's an alien dressed like a cowboy. This guy who worked for Dr. Teller, this unknown friend of Boyd Bushman, was telling him about all these aliens that used to come in and out of Area 51. He says, quote, I asked him to tell me uh, – oh, oh, it was also these uh, – he had spaceships, uh, UFOs yeah. in Area 51. He said, I asked oh, him to yeah. tell me – I asked him to tell me who was flying these things. He said, uh, he said uh, they're approximately four and a half to five feet tall. They had uh, one or two of them around 230 years old. So there was like these aliens that were – the way he describes it were just like friends of the people who worked at Area 51. Like, oh, that's old Bob the alien. Like, uh, mor Monday morning, how you doing? You need I mean, some coffee? I would think if they're like getting along with them, yeah. that would be the place. Well, yeah, and he said that's the point. He, says, uh, he said they had one or two of them around that were 230 years old. And we have a total of at least 18 that exist and operate with our facility. Uh, that's what uh, Teller, or the dude who worked for Teller, told Bushman. And uh, he has all these photographs and stuff, and he talks about how they're. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can see the. And we'll get to now, I'm looking the legitimacy of the, up the photographs or not. We'll see if they're. But, um, he was talking about how they communicate. This guy told Bushman how they communicate. He says, well, it's like this, Boyd. Uh, you all of a sudden you have a question in your mind. You walk into a room with one of them, being the aliens, and all of a sudden you find yourself giving the answer to your own question in your own voice. He said they're able to use your own voice by telepathy to talk to you. So that's pretty detailed. I mean, all right, that sounds dope, mm -hmm. but 
Moving on. Um, he, he's talking about how they had three backbones instead of one backbone, one central spine. The they most had- courageous creatures. <laughs> uh, so brave. He says uh, three backbones. Yeah, he said they got three backbones are made of cartilage. Uh, he says also they have three ribs instead of six. And uh, let's see, what else did he say? He said, uh, and this is a quote, he says, and now when we talk about these aliens, I push the issue, and he said, quote, well, there's kind of two groups of aliens. They divided them up into two groups. One group he calls, he said, it's like if you have a ranch, and uh, you find out that one group are your wranglers, and the other group are the rustlers. And he said, the group that are wranglers... Uh, you know, well, he described it as like a ranch with cattle. He's like the, this specific breed of aliens that, that hung out at Area 51 that Boyd and his you buddies got your knew. Levi's and you got your gift in them. You understand? All right. One's a little form fitting around the rear and the other one's built for triple stitch for mining and such. Well, and he didn't go too far into that, but he did use the analogy of like if you had a ranch full of cattle. You've got Russell and right. They're different. Well, yeah. Um, and I think what he meant was like the Wranglers. Kind of, uh, I don't know what they would do. Like, they're the ones that kind of visit and keep us in line, but the rustlers are the one that that abduct people. So well, that's not anything that happens on a ranch. <laughs> that's the dumbest comparison. Wranglers wrangle. Uh huh. Wrangle them up here. What do rustlers do? They rustle them up. It's the same thing. No, I think wranglers kind of herd the cattle, and rustlers tie them up with ropes and take them somewhere. <laughs> I think that's what he was trying to – the point he was trying to make. <laughs> this one. All right. Uh, he what said, else? indeed, <laughs> he said the two groups, they act differently. The ones that are wranglers are much more friendly, and they have a better relationship with us. So he's talking like these aliens were just his damn coworkers. Like, oh, yeah, I worked over at Dare 51 for years. and That's how I think of it. Yeah. I think you're just in there like, all right, we're all, we all working. Yeah. We're all getting – and uh, but this is like, all right. I'm looking at Snopes, which surprise mm-hmm. says false. Yeah, I read that too. Snopes don't believe in shit. No, they don't. But this guy holding up this picture, it looks like an old like <clears throat> alien. We have aliens that are 230 years old that exist now, and the best picture you could have looks like the back of a fucking Kerouac book. <laughs> like this grainy black and white, mm-hmm. and that alien looks kind of cool, and you only got half of them in there. Now, critics of of Bushman's claims will rightfully point out, you know, why didn't he? Why didn't we have better? Why did he just hold up these old gnarly photographs? Why not? A, the cameraman, whoever's filming it, didn't even zoom in, and B, if this dude's a, a scientist, wouldn't he at least scan those photographs and? Include them into the video so we could see them better rather than just holding up a photograph from 10 feet away. That's – I mean I, I'll put it this. I'll say it's a pretty wicked thing to just want to be old. Like I think it's kind of fun. Like if you're mm-hmm. old, like I'm going out fun. Mm-hmm. Aliens are real. Look at this picture. Good. Well – and I know this all sounds incredibly far-fetched, but the dude was a scientist that worked for Lockheed Martin. He's not just some hobo who claimed to have seen yeah, one in the woods. This is a smart dude. Bored. All right, and he starts talking about Area 51. He says, I'm um, quoting him. I, he I says, understand this guy's body. Yeah, it is a weird body. He's got, <laughs> he looks like he's a bosomy old fella. 
<laughs> and he's, uh, I believe he was 78 when he died. So it's not like, I mean, 78 isn't, it's not like he was 105 to where there's just no, no form of, of a skeleton. Is this it, the one picture? Oh, there's a few of them. I'll find some oh, more. No, here we go. He's talking about Area 51. He says, because of some very good reasons, uh, they keep things within control, but I don't want us all behind the Russians and the Chinese. And the problem I have is that Area 51 is working with both the Russians and the Chinese right now trying to make UFOs. And he goes into that a little bit like, you know, at the beginning of this dude's career, you know, it was the heart of the Cold War. But now he's claiming that uh, the Russians and the Chinese are working with us in Area 51 to kind of reverse engineer some of this UFO technology. I mean, all right. I'm on board with not on board, but I believe that, like, yeah, if, if I would think if aliens are coming here, they're like, no, no, we're not siding with one government. All right, mm-hmm. we're all, I want everybody together. Mm-hmm. If we're doing this, everybody together, I want to be doing sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think somebody showed this old guy a picture of aliens. I think somebody just, just told an old guy he saw aliens. He's like, yep, I did. Well, no, I, don't, I don't know. He he goes on to talk about uh, this pictures whack as fuck though. I'll tell you that. Well, we'll get to that in a second. I mean, it very well may be totally bogus. He says there's been a total of 39 U.S. citizens that have lost their lives at Area 51 trying to reverse engineer these UFOs. So, well, there's probably 39 people that died making. How many people died making a, uh, a Hoover Dam? Yeah. He says uh, the last one he heard of was uh, a year and a half ago when this Slipped was recorded. Slipped on a diet Pepsi. <laughs> he said, "He said we lost nineteen lives in one test. They actually wanted to bring various flying craft near the UFO, and the UFO defended itself, and nineteen of our people died. So they're 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 testing this UFO, and I guess it just shot some lasers out and killed nineteen people. And the UFO that they made? Yeah. Oh no, I, I think they have they had." Something what I took from his his well, why aren't these aliens programming it to not shoot down? And then we're going to sit there and be like, "Oh no, you're still friends." Well, get this. All right, he tells another story. <laughs> One time he was talking to a doctor. Again, this is like four degrees of separation. He's talking to a doctor, old Bushman, and uh, the doctor gave treatment to a pilot, and he tells this story. He says he was a very, very fine gentleman, and I was carrying on a conversation with him. He saw how the subject was going. Let's see. So he simply said, well, you need to know what I did one day. So the do- this doctor's treating this pilot, and they're, they're getting along great. And I guess the pilot just goes, hey, doc, I got to get something off my chest. And uh, this is the story. He goes, he said, I was in the process of doctoring a pilot who was a test pilot, a Navy test pilot, for the U.S. government. It was 1947. He basically told me that he was, uh, and this is all the quotes on some of his uh, speeches, chopping this up a little bit, uh, that the, their radar group, they had found a blip over New Mexico and that they would like to assign me to go out and check it out. So this patient, who was also a pilot, tells the doctor that back in 47, uh, he's in the Air what is Navy? Yeah, he's in the Navy. They find a blip on the radar. He goes up to check it out, and uh, he gets the fastest airplane that existed in the U.S. government at that time. He says it was a propeller. I don't. That's all he said. It was a propeller. I don't really know what that means. And uh, it was fully armed, 
stock to the gills. He's flying out there. He finds the, the suspicious aircraft. He immediately communicated back. He said, quote, I wish authority. First of, all, I, first of all, I want you to tell me, are there any other airplanes flying? Are there commercial or anything else around other than this thing and I? Uh, command post says, no, just the two of you. He says, fine. Second thing, I want to know, do I have authority to shoot it down? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to go shoot it down. They said, why do you want authority to shoot it down? He says, quote, because I'm flying the fastest thing in the United States, and he's beginning to leave me. Therefore, I know he's either friend or enemy, and if he's leaving me, he's an enemy. Therefore, I wish authority to shoot it down. Commander goes, fine, shoot it down. He shot this thing down. He flew past it. He saw where it uh, where it crashed. Um, he said he said he flew past it. There was a road on one side of the fenced area. He came down and landed his airplane, um, cut across the field. One of them, uh, he said there was the door was open. So he went down and investigated this UFO. The door was open. Um, one of the them guy was flying, pl- flying the plane. The guy who shot him down then landed his own plane. Got out, looked at this UFO. You can't just land it a runway. You can't just like oh no, I'll just uh, I'll park over here. He said it's he landed. He said he landed on a road. On a, on a abandoned roadway. I f- fucking no. <laughs> he said one of them was walking around. Um, three of them were dead. He went over. Strangely enough, he ducked down. He could see inside this UFO. He stepped into it. He said the floor was spongy. This is no. He looked at the three that were there. They were dead. He knew what they were. He killed them, but also he knew that the military would come and he'd put he'd have to put up with those guys for a long time. Who was saying this? The other the, guy, the, Les Eves, dropped down at the bar. <laughs> the pilot. Anyway, long story. The pilot sh- and a jet fighter. Let yeah. me just tell you back what you just told me. A pilot in a in a modern jet airplane, a jet mm. fighter. Does well, this, it say what kind? Well, this is back in forty seven. Okay, but a jet jet plane. Yeah, jet uh-huh. fighter. Yeah, a jet fighter. Yeah. Yeah, flying the fastest plane America had at that time. Okay, so big, crazy jet plane. This is nineteen forty seven. Okay, shot down a UFO. Yeah, UFO crashed. Uh-huh. Boom! Crashed. Yeah, I'm assuming explosions. Mm-hmm. He went back around. He, he parked his jet fighter. Uh-huh. He just landed casually on a road, mm-hmm. on an abandoned road. Yeah, <clears throat> landed his jet fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll just park over here. My mm-hmm. jet fire, I just park. You know, they always just, I just park. Somebody lands a fucking Cessna on a road nowadays. It's nationwide news. Yes. It's like, oh, wow, that's fucked up. 1947, but pre-Twitter. 1947, yeah, where there wasn't even that many roads. I don't even know when the fucking interstate system came in. Yeah, good point. Just, I'm just going to land. Mm-hmm. Forgetting that you also have stuff to take off mm-hmm. from the same road. Yeah. Have enough room, all that stuff. And then just went to the UFO that crashed. So he shot out of the sky. A vehicle that fell out of the sky. Mm-hmm. He was still able to walk inside of. Yeah. And bodies were still just also remain like it just like it had a fender bender. Mm-hmm. And everybody was asleep inside. Yeah. This is the story you're telling. This is no, it's not the story. I'm telling you, this is a story. It's the one you just told me. A fighter pilot told a doctor, and the doctor told Boyd Bushman. Oh fuck this <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> So anyway, I like how okay. like this is all anchored on the fact that like, but he also knew Oppenheimer. Like this is like my my dad's cousin is a fireman, and he told me that if you go under that bridge at three in the morning, you'll see a ghost of a guy who used to be a firefighter. 
Now, this let's talk about these pictures real quick. It's a real leaky bucket, buddy. You, you looking at these pictures? I'm looking at the one where the guy's holding up a Halloween decoration. <laughs> now, a lot of people, when this came out, this this like I said, this video surfaced in 2014. Uh, he's holding up pictures. I mean, first of all, if they're it's it's kind of how I feel about the Patterson Gimlin film, mm-hmm. even well differently because I'm very convinced that that's legit, but. If this is legit, if those pictures are real, it's it's the greatest thing we've ever seen. But they're not. They're, the picture I'm looking is where they're holding up a foam alien mm-hmm. next to his picture. And yeah. It's the same goddamn thing. Well, yeah. When this came out, people immediately was like, oh, that's a doll. That little three and a half foot tall yeah. alien. People are like, that's a doll. Now, this is where the conspiracy theory gets interesting. Um, initially, people are like, i seen that doll in Walmart and Kmart. And then a lot of people are like, well, pr- prove it. And like, Maybe that's where the aliens secretly live. There's one conspiracy theory that, that uh, from a disinformation angle that the government, somebody saw this video and was like, oh, shit, quick, let's go manufacture some alien dolls. So we can point and go, oh, that's clearly these toy alien dolls. Some people think that, A, A, if these alien dolls exist, even though apparently no one's been able to find any in any stores, but they – well, there's a picture of one. uh, Yeah. There's a picture of one that's sitting on that office chair. So – and it looks just like the alien. at work. (laughs) It looks just just like – alien in Area 51 crunching numbers. So that obviously is a doll. I mean no one's contesting that. It's just, hi, look at the silly doll we propped up on this chair. But people are like, oh, that doll looks just like the aliens in Bushman's pictures. And then they were like, well, let's go get some of these dolls to compare them. And other than that picture, I don't think anybody's found any. And then some people are like, well – if those dolls exist, they were manufactured after this video surfaced by the government for the purpose of discrediting Bushman. Why is the only Wikipedia page I can get is Romanian? Yeah, yeah. Bushman doesn't have anything on a Eng- English uh, Wikipedia. I, I ran into that. This is you can't even get. You can only get a Romanian Wikipedia page. On this fake fucking guy. No, he's a real dude, and and I did do some investigation. There are uh, there's documentation of his patents, some of his patents. Uh, some of them are declassified that you can go and find. He what claims he, just a bunch of fucking space nerd shit that I can't even describe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, way above my All head. Right. But uh, so he, this dude, Boyd Bushman, was a real dude. He was really. Uh, a scientist. He worked for these companies. He did these patents. A lot of them are, are classified, and you can't have access to them. So he's legit. But no. Well, I'm saying he existed. He was. He worked for Lockheed Martin, among other th- people, other companies. But uh, then you have to go. Well, what the hell's going on there, Mr. Bushman? Like, <laughs> yeah, Boyd. I don't. I no. Thumbs down. Thumbs down all the way. Thumbs down all the way. I know it seems far fetched, but he seems like a nice guy. I'm sure. Old fucking bosomy Bushman over here. <laughs> but, okay, I mean, well, and this isn't the first uh, first guy to do this, and I'm sure we're going to have more, but, like, you know, Area 51 
employees on their deathbed? You know, like, are we going to start getting more and more intel as time goes by and some of these old guys start to die off? Like, yeah, I wonder if like I'm not I'm not saying that that's not a reason, but like the idea that they've seen something like, listen, if you confess this in any way, shape, or form, you'll be gone. Like mm-hmm. the same way Russia is just so nonchalant about like any opposition. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he had a heart attack in his car. All yeah, these guys have heart attack. Like just openly offing anybody that it happened the other the day. Yeah. A, 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 a a critic of Putin just died the other day. What was it? it was a spy got poisoned? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then oh, I didn't know. Just another crack. yeah. yeah. Yes. And they're just like I'm sure that's what happens. I'm sure that's that. There's a show Wormwood that's out right now, and it's about uh, MK. Well, no, that, that guy died because they thought the MK Ultra experiments. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not. I don't think that's above or beyond the government grasp. Like, all right, you say anything about it? Anything? Well, Your whole family's dead. And for that reason, he apparently purposely when he made this video, whoever he was working with, he was like, uh, "Don't release this till after I'm dead." And that's that was what happened. Yeah, they didn't release it until he died. I mean, I I believe that's the only thing believable is that you might have secrets that are so revealing, mm-hmm. and that could uh, uh, allegedly uh, you know compromise the national security. Mm-hmm. That they'll just kill you before you can let them out. But this guy, this old man with a foam alien picture, I, I will say this. Say it. The doll, of course, at first glance, it looks just like the alien in his pictures. Yeah. But if you look at him closely, there are some discrepancies. Yeah. There's some differences. They probably molded them different. Mm. Fucking the minimum wage employee in Singapore that makes them maybe airbrushed it a little bit different that day. <laughs> True. That, that could be the case. But oh, I so bad. I so badly want this to be real. But I get how. No, I'm. I don't, I don't mean to just. <laughs> no, no. I get how this is a. About it, Dave, I get that this his story definitely has some holes in it. This, this, the, the whole thing's a hole. But what's Only what's what's Got the motivation? No what's his motivation? Especially when this came out purposely after he died. What's he's not seeking fame or notoriety or money? Obviously, like. Why would a seemingly intelligent, normal dude? He's an dude... elderly rascal. <laughs> he just—he's just an elderly rascal. Wants the one last little uh, gotcha. Yeah, you think that's one what it is? One last, one last pull, my finger. Hmm, that's that's a bummer, man. If you can't trust somebody on their deathbed, yeah. What you gonna say on your deathbed? I don't know. I'm pretty upset. Everything. Yeah. Got no secrets. I'm hanging on to a few things. Yeah, you got some secrets. Yeah, they've got some secrets. I'll let you know about them. Tease them. Tease the listeners. They've got some secrets. When I die. Well, anyway, so that's the deal. Um, Boyd Bushman again would be would help my case and his case if these were his firsthand accounts. But uh, as he says, he met a guy who worked for a guy, and they told him this shit. Well. You want to redeem this bullshit with a decent recipe? <laughs> I got a recipe. It better be good. Yeah. The story sucked, Dave. <laughs> it's fascinating. No, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. I'm not saying it's real, but <laughs> any, somebody, a guy who was a fucking scientist for Lockheed Martin has a bunch of pictures of aliens. That's fascinating. Then they should be good pictures. Mm. I know. He's old. He doesn't understand. Yeah, he doesn't know you could take a... Mm. All right, right, moving on. Let let her rip.
Uh, I got a recipe. I got a uh, I got a low carb recipe that I just kind of uh, pulled out of my ass the other night. All right, uh, gonna do some uh, low carb. Pulling a lot of stuff out of your ass. Low carb. My last story. Low carb chicken fried rice. All right, here's what you do. Take them. Uh, take you some some chicken thighs. Just eat those. Just get rid of the rice. Yeah. <laughs> you can do uh, you can do regular chicken thighs. With the bones and the skin and all that, that's that's kind of I like with the bones and the skin, but uh, or you could do boneless, skinless, whatever. Uh, put a little olive oil all over them, uh, a little salt and pepper. If you want to do some Cajun spice, whatever you want, spice that shit up. Put it in a cast iron skillet or a casserole dish, some sort of pan. Bake that shit in the oven for forty minutes, forty five minutes on four hundred. All right, pull that shit out, let it rest. While that's resting. Uh, I have a walk now. Well, love the idea of letting food rest. Yeah, you gotta let this shit rest. Like it was out there working. Real yeah, hard. Gotta, gotta calm down. It's a steak just leaning on a bench. That's <laughs> 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 a rough <laughs> TGIF, dude. <laughs> I'll crack some cold ones after this. So I got this walk, and what I do now is I take uh, a little butter, throw it in the wok, and then I take that. Uh, it's all the trend now. The cauliflower rice. Take that. Oh yeah, yeah. Take that. Get you look. Like a frozen bag or whatever. I got a cauliflower crusted frozen pizza. It's hard to tell the difference. Yeah, this, only if you're already eating healthy bullshit. Pretty solid. Yeah. So and you, if you don't have a wok, that's fine. Uh, throw it in the frying pan, whatever. But uh, some cauliflower rice. Uh, chop up some onion. Chop up some garlic. Saute all that shit together. Then what I do when the chicken's still resting, then I take a bag of those frozen. I like these uh, frozen vegetables. Uh, whatever the sunbeam or bird's eye or some the blue bag sunbeam that's got the uh broccoli cauliflower and carrots oh yeah microwave that shit for like you, when you're supposed to microwave it just to eat directly out of the bag you're supposed to do it like five minutes i do it about three minutes take uh take it out of the microwave throw all the veggies on a cutting board chop that shit up real fine dice up the broccoli right, cauliflower and carrots just to make it nice and, and small i want some fried rice now. Throw all that shit in the in the wok. So now we got the cauliflower rice, we got the sautéed onions, we got the sautéed garlic. Now we've got the diced up bag of veggies. Throw all that shit in there. Then throw throw your chi- chop your chicken up. Yeah, chop your chicken up, Kyle. Chop your chicken. Throw up. that shit in there. Maybe a little butter, salt and pepper, some garlic, whatever. Fart yourself to death. S- fucking stir that shit up. Boom. Cauliflower rice, chopped bag of frozen veggies, some chicken thighs, some onions, some garlic. You're good to go. Carb free. It's not carb free because the veggies have some carbs but in it, but rice. no rice. It's, it's low that rice. Yeah, and and like I said, that shit, especially in the context of that with all that other shit, you can hardly tell it's not rice. I love like all right. I, I, I'll do the vegetarian thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not. I was eating. I got that bison jerky, and it's real good from the UK. Oh, scrambled eggs too. I threw in some scrambled eggs. That's I never. It. I always fucked up. You got to make the eggs separate and then put them in the rice. There's a way to do it like they do at Benihana. Yeah, I did it way wrong. I'm like, I'm making, I'm making fried rice at home, and I just cracked an egg into some rice, and I was like, this sucks. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Uh, I, I, did it, I did it real wrong. I do a real crude scramble in another in another dish. That's probably the better way to do it because mm-hmm. then it's already independently cooked, and it just it can mingle in. I made it, and it yep. just glued the rice together. Yeah, yeah, you got to be careful with that. But yeah, so in another pan, and you don't have to go all out like with my French technique of scrambled eggs or whatever. I I don't even whisk them up in a bowl. I just crack them into the. Sometimes I'll just stir them up in yeah, the pan. It is. It's just it's just playing a part in the yeah. orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> so cauliflower rice, a bag of chopped veggies, uh, scramble some eggs, mm. sautéed onions, sautéed garlic, and some chicken thighs, and boom, there you go. Uh, low carb, 
low carb chicken fried rice. I would drink soy sauce. Oh God, I love soy sauce. I love I, I love always, soy I, sauce, and I love anything ginger. I like any type of Asian ginger thing. I don't. I, the soy. I'm always like a little worried. I'm like too much, and it's never too much for me. I always like. What if somebody watched you putting this much? What if somebody could see how much soy sauce you're putting on? When they say something, I was like, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Somebody would step in like I was a heroin addict. <laughs> you got so much to live for. The green top shit, low sodium, that shit will float like cereal by the time yeah. I'm done with it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. Like fried rice ah, and a spoon. It's too much isn't good. So, but you, you, there's no such thing as too much soy sauce? I fucking love it. Oh, boy. It's, get to the bottom, there's a bunch left. Oh, God, drink it out. Fucking <laughs> milk after cow chocula. So there's that. Uh, let's do – oh. Let me address this. Did I address the comic of the week last time? No. What do you Somebody mean? was asking, why don't you all do comic of the week every week? We ran out. We gave the name of every comedian. I, 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 want, I want to keep the product good. I want to stay on brand, Dave. I want to, I want to keep it good. So, uh, But we got a good one this week. Uh, mutual buddy of ours, Adam Caton Holland. Not Adam Clayton Holland. Adam Caton Holland. Uh, you know from uh, those who can't. Those who can't. The Growlix. All those Fine guys. Friend from Denver, one of the one of the one of the heads of the uh, High Plains Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. Good dude, great comic. Uh, one of the best album titles I've heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Adam Caton Holland performs his signature bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is funny. So, new album out now. Uh, check that out wherever you listen to comedy. So, Adam yeah. Caton Holland performs his signature bits. Anything to plug there, Hambone? Uh, what's today? Today is the twenty seventh. It's coming out on time. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah, I'm going to be in New York next Wednesday. Nice. At the Bell House and then Helium Philly Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You got any uh, compadres uh, coming with you on that one? No, I got nobody. No, no? Well, Chris Thayer is going to be there in Chris Helium Thayer? Philly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Chris, Chris is a good is dude. Funny dude. Funny dude. Right on, man. I don't know who's doing New York yet. Hmm. I don't have anybody yet. You got a bunch of New York knuckleheads that want to jump on that show. Yeah, there's, there's always a crew out there. Yeah. You always get a New York crew out there. Oh, yeah, New York crew. So, yeah, that's what I got. What do you got? Uh, any, nothing of, any, of any. Easter gigs? Nothing, no, no Easter gigs. You going to make a special Easter uh, dinner? Uh, special Easter recipe? I don't know. That yeah. Oh, this. I forgot that that was coming up. So that, nothing for a ham? Oh, man, I totally forgot about Easter. You fucked up mm. the biggest ham holiday of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd make every holiday a ham holiday if I could, yeah. but Easter's a ham holiday. That's true. I totally forgot Easter was this weekend. Or so. lamb. Ham and lamb. Ham and lamb. Not a big fan of lamb. Ooh, buddy. I don't dislike it, but I don't go out of my way for it. Well, it's never something that's always there. Yeah. It's not just like a choice. Yeah. Euros, though? Yeah. Yeah, I like a Girl. euro. A gyro. Oh, Can we get two gyros? Is it gyro or gyro? Shave it and then put it on the grill so the edges get crispy. Mm-hmm. I will plug real quick. Uh, Dave Stone's Whoa. Gravy Boat is back, season plug two. Plug your boat. Gravy Boat's out. Anybody who's into the alt country, classic country, plug your boat. Uh, SoundCloud.com. It's free. So three beers. Yeah. So if you like that stuff, uh, dropped yesterday the first episode of season two. I'm gonna try to do at least ten episodes uh, every Monday. So. You're gonna do ten episodes every Monday. <laughs> that's a big. That's a. That's a fucking big load for the boat. Yep. So there you go. So check that shit out. All and right. uh, Patreon.com/slash/BoogieMonster. If you're not a patron, uh, do it. Suck it's, our dicks. It's four bucks a month. <laughs> what he said. I'm sorry. All right. We'll see you next week, boogers. Holler at your boys. 
the Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster.